Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 447 for Tuesday, the 12th of April, 2016. So good to see you. I'm Robbie Ferguson. Help me welcome Sasha Dermatis. Hello! And way over there in the newsroom, i got to push the button over here, but he's over there. Jeff Weston, how are you? I'm wonderful, and you? I am doing well, doing well, and we are live on the air broadcasting live to the interwebs. We're going to tell you about some of the technical difficulties that we encountered in just a couple minutes' time. But on with bigger and better things. Tonight we are going to look at a new flash drive from a partnership between Kingston and ESET. We're going to plug this thing in. We've never done it before. We're going to see how this operates from an end-user perspective. It is meant to not only be a flash drive, but an encrypted flash drive so that your data is password-protected. No way. And encrypted. This is awesome. And safe. We like And because of the partnership with ESET, if you plug it into a Windows machine that has viruses, it will not get the virus. That's that's what we're looking at. Sweet. We've got other stuff we're going to be looking at as well. Yes, we're going to look at Ubuntu Mate. Ubuntu Mate. Mate. I think it's Ubuntu Mate or Mate. Yeah, I know. I'm on Mate tonight. You're on Mate tonight. I'm on... uh, Macy, because it sounds pirate-like. We've got more information for you about the NetTalk Duo 2 that we are giving away. We've got a lot of these things to give away. It's basically, I mean, it's a device, but really what we're giving you is free telephone service with free international calling. So stick around. You're going to learn all about that. Over to the newsroom. Jeff, what is coming up? All right. Here's what's coming up with the Category 5.TV newsroom. Samsung has been granted a patent for smart contact lenses which contain a built-in camera. A gamer with cerebral palsy contacted Sony to report the trouble he was having with the new PS4 controllers, and one of their team custom-built a revised one and sent it to him. And another Microsoft product has reached end of life, and the one millionth Lexus hybrid was sold this morning in Italy. And Google will now warn users when websites host deceptive social engineering ads and get this, an out-of-date WordPress, WordPress plugin is thought to be the cause of the now famous Panama Papers breach. Stick around, the full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to the show, folks. This is... Nope. Just throwing you off. I'm so confused right now. All right, I'll start. Just because <laughs> I, I remember Jody says, this is Category 5 Technology TV. And oh. I always say that. And so then when I it post-produce sounds... it, it's like I'm just saying what she said. Yeah, what she what said. She, that's what she said. That's what she said. That's how I need to come off the, <laughs> the just, intro. I just finished watching the entire, I binge watched the entire office, the office, not the British version, the Americanized version. So now I'm like t- a few years late, but now I've been saying that's what she said to absolutely Whoops. everything. And it sometimes works really, really well, but usually when it works really, really well, that's when my wife kicks me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not short weather yet because he's all full of bruises. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how about that weather? Yeah. Not to digress. Uh, speaking of weather, because this is a perfect segue, we had that terrible ice storm. It took out our internet a couple yes. of weeks back, and we've had a couple of little issues here and there. And technically, we are actually without internet tonight. However, that one out. 
Yes. Tell us the story, Rob. Well, thanks to our good friend Debbie, who's been supporting the show for some time. I posted a plea on Facebook and I said, look, Bell is down again or still or we don't know. I'm only here every Tuesday night and I can't spend three hours on the on hold with tech support. Tech support. <laughs> we say we use that term loosely. Support. Um, but uh, so um, put the call out and said, we've got no Internet. I've got this router. We could stick someone's SIM card in there, I thought, and we could get internet up and running at the studio so that we could do a live show. This is how committed we are. The, the thought crossed my mind, you know what? It, we're just not going to be able to do it. And then I realized, no, we're 447 weeks into this thing. We've never missed a week. We do it's not It's never quit. happened. We're not quitters. We are fighters. That's right. Put the plea on, on uh, Facebook. And uh, Debbie responded and said, I've got an iPhone. Would that help? I said, well, yes. I don't know. But definitely the chip that's inside of that iPhone might help. So I took the chip out. And, uh, and so I, I went there and borrowed the chip. And so I put the chip into one of these little uh, nano SIM adapters. Right. That convert it to a normal size SIM. And you remember seeing this on the show when I did some, a demonstration on how to crack a Samsung Galaxy phone. Yes. And plugged it into the router, and the router said that the router is Bell only, and so I need to have a code in order to unlock the router. It wouldn't take the SIM because it was a Rogers SIM. Right. Different ISP. So I'm going to do that because we want to get onto a different ISP. So I'm going to crack that router and figure that out. Right. Jailbreak or whatever they call it. Not even a jailbreak, just unlocking it. Um, Sometimes... Internet service providers will lock a phone to a certain to that themselves, okay. so that you can't switch easily. Right. So if you're in a, if you've bought your phone through Bell, right. and you try to switch to Rogers, these are two um, wireless uh, carriers here in 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 Barrie, Ontario. I feel like maybe the only the big two. ones. Well, yeah. they're the big ones, and everyone else is really just reselling their towers essentially. So. If you tried to switch from one to the other, you're basically ending up buying a new phone, which means you're probably going to end up going on a new contract because not a lot of people know that, hey, you can actually unlock that thing. might cost you 25 bucks or so to get the code, right? but you're going to be able to do it. That's what we're going to do to the modem. We're going to get onto a different provider. So tonight, through the wonders of uh, Debbie's loaned SIM card, now I put the SIM card in my BlackBerry. So we found oh. out today that BlackBerry actually still has a use, Jeff. Nice. We figured it. I figured it out. BlackBerry oh. has. You keep losing all functionability with your BlackBerry. Everybody's dropping it, but, Cat but it still has tethering. Oh. It still has tethering. So get this. I, oh, sorry. Oh, I almost thought. Okay, I was like, oh, maybe I could do this. I have six gigs of data on my phone. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I was like, maybe I can be one of these people. So we would use like about a third of that of your entire month's right. bandwidth in one day. Right. And I was thinking maybe I could be that girl. Nope, my phone died. No way. Yeah. I Aww. read that message at 13%. Yeah. That was early this morning. So I was <laughs> well, like, luckily, I actually can be no, no help. Luckily, <laughs> it, it is literally just the little chips that we need. So in order to broadcast, because we have all the hardware, we've got a special LTE modem here. And yeah. it's this itty-bitty little chip. This is a, right. sim, a SIM chip. And this okay. then goes inside of an adapter. And the adapter then fits inside of our modem, and it makes it so that we have internet. Oh, okay. This is what allows us to broadcast to the world. We have a tower across the street that is uh, that the local ISPs rent space from, and that's where we broadcast to. Right. We have a little tower in our front foyer, and we broadcast. So, so needless to say, 
We have internet. We have internet. Thank you, Debbie. I've, I've pl- I put <laughs> Debbie's SIM card into my BlackBerry because my BlackBerry service does not have LTE. It's strictly Wi-Fi. Right. Okay. So then through USB, I have now tethered the BlackBerry to your laptop. Right. Okay. So your laptop has a USB. No, pardon me. No. It has a Wi-Fi connection to the BlackBerry. It's hotspot, yes. The BlackBerry is set to hotspot mode. Then your laptop has an Ethernet cable. I don't know if you can see it, but in the very bottom right of your screen, that's an Ethernet cable coming out of that going into the router, which normally has our LTE service. I was able to set it to pull from Ethernet as opposed to from LTE. So now it's basically tricked our whole network into thinking that this laptop is the the wireless internet provider i love this story all this this before the show wow jeez you must have been yeah how much deodorant did you put on today you must have been sweating and stressed and a little bit of i don't know that stress is the word it's more like i i kind of felt like we were going to have another one of those we had one a couple weeks ago where we just had no internet in the studio you remember jeff you were here co-hosting with me and uh, and that hurts when we can't broadcast live mm-hmm. because we love to be able to do that for you. I can't and imagine not having the chat room. Like yeah, I mean, I know, and you guys are tough. great. I don't want to like, best. but sure. like I I don't know that the it would be the same without. The show must go on. Is the opinion right? right? That's the attitude that we have to have. I mean, they all have each other, but then I couldn't tap into the fun. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight's a, a madness. So our router is literally just piggybacking off of a Wi-Fi connection on a laptop going out to all of our computers and we're streaming live hd Yay. and it's fantastic and thanks to debbie for lending us her sim card thank you debbie okay category five dot tv is a member of the tech podcast network if it's tech it's here cat five dot tv slash tpn and the international association of internet broadcasters which is cat five dot tv slash i a i b nice how you been i've been great yeah yeah i'm happy you're here on a tuesday night yes the chat room is wondering how are you here on a tuesday night you work tuesdays i'll give you the cole's notes okay i work every tuesday from 6 30 in the morning till nine at night without fail except that my boss who is an amazing father i will tell you his boys are in hockey tryouts and he doesn't want to miss them so Aww. he's cut my shift short so that he can leave to go see his son's tryout for hockey. Are you serious? And by cut short, I mean instead I worked six thirty in the morning till nine at night yesterday. So we just I don't lose oh. hours. Okay, but yeah. I do lose sleep. So they basically moved your <laughs> Tuesday to Monday. Yeah. Well, you know what? That works out well for us and for the rest of the world. So I suggested like let's do this every week, and he said eh, next week too. Wait, hold on. So hold on, hold on. yeah, hockey tryouts. I'm just, this is like the second time I've heard this. I'm just calling to the fact, isn't hockey season ending? No, this is Canada, Jeff. Hockey season is all the time. This well, is I realize we just had fourth winter, uh, you know, and we <laughs> yeah. might have a fifth one Second coming. breakfast, it's fourth coming, winter. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't hockey, like, done? Okay, so it turns out if you're driven, and in can okay, in Canada, hockey is huge. It's our national currency. It's the, Yeah. <laughs> We trade we in pay Yeah, if we pay, you, pay in hockey pucks. We pay for our Tim Hortons with hockey pucks. Right. So at the end of the hockey, the regular hockey season, you try out for the next hockey season for wow. rep hockey. So this hmm. is like the path 
like there's fun Tim Hortons like house league hockey and then there's like super competitive lose sleep wake up at 4 a.m. hockey that's the kind that these boys like I'm more like that's the kind of sports that I'm allergic to anything that requires losing sleep I just can't do I'm allergic to those yeah the kind of sports that I'm allergic to you had me at sports fair enough yeah yeah, I like, you know what, I like physical, physical activity, like sports activities where I don't realize what I'm doing. Like I like riding my bike because I'm distracted by the pretty trees. Okay, yeah. Right? So I do enjoy biking. The burn of my lungs and the like the sore legs and stuff, mm. I, but I'm not so really noticing. Why not just become a professional chess athlete? A chess right. athlete. Yes. Because, you know, chess players are athletes now. So you could do that. Is it Darts. in the Olympics? Dart throwers, darters, dart players, darts is a sport. Is that a it's sport sports. Now? Well, it's on the sports badminton? network. I feel like... No offense to all the badminton players who are watching or tonight. Or the dart throwers. But it doesn't strike me as quite as much of a workout as, say, football or Right. Hockey. I think darts is only a sport if there's a defense player. Like so, somebody, to, so somebody needs to stand in front of the board, is what oh. you're saying. And swat at darts, and yeah. then it's a sport. Okay. Okay. Huh. <laughs> I've seen that done. It's you a, have? Yep. I, I've seen a guy take a dart. <laughs> it's not oh, pretty. Dear. Doesn't sound too good I feel good like it makes it, all. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's time to show Category 5 TV some love. If you've got just 25 cents and you think this episode is worth 25 cents of your hard-earned yes. cash, well, please throw some in our Patreon tip jar. Head on over to patreon.com slash category5. I want to say thanks to those who have already captured the vision. We have uh, somewhere in, I won't even touch numbers because I don't have them up on my screen, but uh, we're, we're on our way there. We need to be able to raise $250 per episode for Category 5 TV Network uh, because that's what it costs to run it. So, so that's like a break-even point. Every single episode costs us $250, and that's, that's what it boils down to. So uh, until we reach that point, we're not breaking even. Right. And, uh, and so that's, that pays our rent. That pays for internet. And uh, keeps us up and running. So uh, we appreciate everyone who has supported us so far. And uh, we, th- we thank you if you're considering uh, heading on over to patreon.com slash category five and supporting us in that way. Awesome. Hello I... to our chat room. Oh, talking about the hockey religion. They on about it? They're on <laughs> about it. Curling, hockey, evidently Nate. Nate UK says that um, darts is a sport. Oh, it is now. It is a sport. I got it. I I don't know. Cool. I'm not sure. It looks like we are having some internet trouble. So for those of you who are seeing me uh, on demand going like this, it's uh, it looks like we are indeed having some trouble with that Mm. fandangled internet connection. Oh no, that's okay. You're disconnected. I'm disconnected. I'm disconnected, and we're losing connection. So if you ha- we're watching live, and now you're watching on demand, we apologize for that, and we're going to keep trying to gain a connection here. Uh, but uh, I can't be too sure while we're live what uh, what's going what on. exactly has happened. Yeah, maybe it's the BlackBerry. Could be the BlackBerry. <laughs> Let's take a quick boo. Okay. Um. In the meantime, while you're yeah. doing that quick boo, can you tell me about the Pixel Shadow episode? 
Yeah, well, we had a really adorable episode of The Pixel Shadow this week. And if you haven't seen it yet, go to mindtest.tv. Um, my kids are involved in this show where they teach how to use Mind Test, the game. And uh, my youngest, who's only five years old, went on and did the show uh, this past week. Your five-year-old plays Mind Test? He plays Mind Test, and he actually now teaches it because he did an episode of The Pixel Shadow. So it's absolutely adorable. He wow. taught how to build self-propelled roller coasters. He's five. But I think it goes to show, and the reason that we're doing this whole mindtest.tv thing is mm-hmm. it goes to show that the enjoyment factor and the learning and the educational factor of it, it spans everything from five years old all the way up to myself at 29, for example. <laughs> or me at 21. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a look at our internet connection, see okay. what's going on here. But it is cute, man. Head on over to it at uh, mindtest.tv. Internet tethering, mobile hotspot, says you're connected, and you're connected over here. Um, oh, yeah. Let's just see here. BlackBerry, connected and secure. So... Why am I not in this chat room? Let's see. The joys of live broadcasting. We'll fill the whole hour trying to figure out, hey, can we get internet? Can we get this show? Yeah. Isn't this funny, though, that we're, technology is such that, um, yeah, and I've got, I've got Google here. Right. That's <laughs> the ultimate test is whether you can bring up Google. Now, can you bring up Google on your computer now? I That's do not the question. know. Let's see. But isn't it interesting that we live in a technological world where that, I have well go to google.ca you're looking at that's just the splash screen of the browser oh. so there you go and hit enter and does it come up this site can't be reached there is no internet connection that's what oh. Sasha Dermatis is getting so let's take a look here so, I like this T-Rex You like that? Yeah. It's cute. I saw somewhere on Facebook it said um, if you're ever having a bad day try and picture a T-Rex making a bed. And then they had a picture, and the T-Rex's head was Sounds in... Tough. Yeah, you try to put on a fitted sheet as a human with regular length arms. Hey, Could look at us. you imagine being a T-Rex? And let's see if I can go live at the same time. <laughs> I've got the stream back up and running. So yeah. that, that little... So we learned about a T-Rex who makes a bed. I know, it was a cute And Facebook you've got Google thing. up and running. That means I also have the chat room? Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll take a second to, to reconnect. But here it comes. Um, I, I meant to say, technology is such that we're able to piggyback off of that, which is connecting to a tower somewhere across the way, and is broadcasting, even though, okay, well, we've got a couple of problems here and there, but we'll broadcast. Oh, look at that. Mode plus O, Sasha D, you can say hello. There um, we go. Look at you go. And uh, I'm going to get back into the chat room as well. Don't we have some fun? Sasha, do you have hotkeys for the chat room? Hotkeys? Or did you actually type that out? No, I typed that out. She was waiting to hit enter, and it was... She logged in, and all I I heard was one click of the keyboard, and all of a sudden this message pops up. I'm like, you've got pre-selected messages? You (laughs) cheater! (laughs) No, everything I say is genuine. I don't have those weird... Yeah, the weird... 
There we go. All right, should we uh, jump into this little guy here? Yes. And, uh, and see what this does. This is the Kingston uh, Data Traveler Vault Privacy 3.0, and it's also powered by ESET. And you can get this in our shop. It's uh, shop.category5.tv. It has 256-bit AES encryption. And, Sasha, because we've never done this, I thought, hey, you know what? It would be nice just to plug it in and, and see how this thing works. Okay. And I suppose because you're going to set a password, you can take it home with you and it's yours. So What? There you go. It's a flash drive that's encrypted. So now, it, let's look at the specs. USB speeds. Remember I mentioned I carry USB flash drives with me all the time. And unfortunately, my pocket is empty because it's currently plugged into the, uh, to the server up here. Uh, but... This one, uh, the first thing that I always check is the speed. So this, it says USB 3.0, 165 megabytes per second, and 22 megabytes per second write. Okay, so it's very, very fast to read. It's quite slow to write. So if you're throwing a lot of stuff on here, it's probably going to start to crawl. Okay. Uh, But if you're loading stuff off of here, it's super fast, 165 megabytes per second. So it's a little deceiving when when you see something that, you know, it's USB 3. Is it really super fast? No, it's actually just 22 megabytes per second saving, writing to it. Right. But the download speed is very fast. So you got to look at, okay, a data traveler with encryption, what's it for? It's not for saving movies onto it. Right. It's not for saving huge, massive files. Like what I do is I copy big video files from the show, transfer them to USB flash, take them home, upload them to the internet for you at home to be able to view them. And so my use case is different than what this is meant for. You think about it. Okay, so it's got slower write speed and it's encrypted. Right. Documents, pictures. What else would you want to encrypt? Your financial spreadsheets. That's true. Anything that has to do with anything personal, this is the one that you want to use for that. So could I use that as a backup? If you wanted your backup to be encrypted, then yes. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a good idea. But certainly, for example, my, my wife is a good example. Becca's a great example. Because she's an author, she wants to be able to keep copies on a USB flash drive of her novels. Right. Because it's a backup. So that it's in her purse at all times. But what happens if her purse gets stolen? It's got her novels on it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of proprietary to have the actual master files. Pardon me. So it'd be nice for her to have the uh, the the encrypted flash drive. So I take it back. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to her instead. You ought to. I know. Now I, I know. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> now, Robbie, because we, I'm not gonna write a book. Yeah. We have a, an encryption question from the chat room. They're wondering: Is it hardware encryption or is it software encryption? This is in fact software-driven okay. encryption on this device. Um, and so when we plug it in, we're gonna see that uh, take effect. So Sasha's gonna do that. Um, and the antivirus, of course, is software as well. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly small drive. It's only eight gigabytes in capacity, and my smallest drive that I carry with me is is thirty two. So it's smaller, but eight is still quite large when you consider the use case. We're not plugging a bunch of four gigabyte movies onto this. Right. They are going to be doc files where you can fit thousands and thousands of them on this amount Panama of space. papers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Maybe encryption would have been a good idea. Duh-huh. Yeah. 
All right. Anyway, here you go. You've got a laptop right here. I've already got it plugged into HDMI so that we can bring up your screen. How do screen. I open this? I cut there it. We go. I cut oh, around the edges for you. <laughs> and Just, still I struggle. Yeah. It's a sleek uh, little device. First impressions of the device itself. Feels nice. Mine is not. Well, nice, yes. It feels solid. Yes. Really hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like you could throw that off of your boat and it might it might or might not float. I don't know. Should we test that? Um, it will. It doesn't feel like it's breakable at all. No, it feels fairly Sasha proof. Now, is it <laughs> Linux compatible? Like, will it work on Linux as well? Or is it? designed for a Windows machine. This particular device, because it has the ESET um, software... Oh, you've plugged this in. So it's oh, prob- sorry. Is it? No, that's great. Oh. It says it's detected a DVD RW drive. So I see it down at the bottom right there. Yeah. Um, Jeff, to answer your question, it works on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Okay, good to okay? know. So the encryption features work on Windows, Mac, and Linux, so you've got encrypted file storage. Now, theoretically viruses are really only a problem for your Windows computer. So if I plug that into a Windows computer, I need to be concerned about, well, what if that computer has crypto ransomware on it? If I plug in my flash drive, it will that virus will now encrypt and destroy the files on my flash drive. That would suck. So what this does is when you plug it into a Windows system the ESET antivirus protection kicks in and says, okay, no viruses can get through this kind of firewall to this drive. So right. it's almost as if there is, there's more feature set for the Windows use, use, but it works across the board, Mac, Windows, Linux. Okay. But as a Linux user, I'm going to use it. My wife is also a Linux user. She's going to plug it into her Linux machine to copy her book over to it. But then if she ever plugs it into, say, her sister's Windows laptop and it has a virus on it, she is also protected from right. that in addition to the encryption. Okay. So if I were to – I use Windows at work but yes. Linux at home. Good example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you had a virus come through the office – the antivirus from ESET will protect that flash drive. Nice. Not the system. It doesn't protect the system. No. Okay? It's specifically, uh, uh, it's a firewall on, and, and just to so. use a loose term, not, it's not actually a firewall. It's, it is a, a wall that stops the viruses from getting into that flash drive. Right. So if I'm working on something at work, I want to bring it home to my laptop to work on it. Mm-hmm. I'm good and safe. Yeah. And your Linux system will be able to decrypt the files even though you set it up on your Windows machine and so on. Right. Okay? And files, I say that again loosely as well because it's really the whole partition is uh, encrypted and hidden until you've entered the password. So when someone, someone who's malicious plugs that into their system because they don't have the password, they don't even see anything. Right. They don't even see like a D drive or anything like that. They're like, oh, it's this just, thing's broken. Yeah, it's broken. Bah. Whatever. <laughs> So, because that's exactly how hackers sound and thieves. I'm like what? I don't, know, I don't even. I don't work. understand this. I don't know. Kingston stole this drive and it doesn't even have anything on it. <laughs> okay, so it, could you bring up computer? This is Windows 10 on the laptop. So click on the little Windows thing over there. Okay, and uh, then down at the bottom. Yeah, there's File Explorer there. I'm pointing here. I, I don't even know. See what File I'm Explorer okay. down at the bottom. Uh, this? No, up. Uh, file file Explorer. Explorer. Oh, the there one that go. says File and Explorer? Yes, and go to um, that D 
DVD drive. On the left, DVD RW drive. See, it thinks that it's actually a DVD drive. It's not. Down, down, down. Oh, here. DVD RW drive. It's actually a flash drive. Okay. Okay, so now go into... Now we're on Windows, so we can click on um, the uh, EXE, the executable, DTP30 launcher.exe, but you see there's also Linux and Mac in there. Yes. Okay, so here it goes. Data Traveler Vault Privacy Three with Antivirus. I like this. Okay. So you notice that it's not giving me a, a flash drive anywhere. It's no. only showing as a DVD RW drive. Now, this is the first time we've ever connected it to a computer. So it's asking us, hey, to we've got to set it this? up. To read all this? I need to read all this. Yeah, Sasha read it for no. you, so she's going to accept there it. There we go. Next. <laughs> so this password is not your Windows password. This is not the password for your email. This is not your password for ESET. This is what you want to set your password to in order to gain access to the drive so that you can copy files to, from, or however. Sasha's going to enter that top secret password now. I don't need a hint, do I? A hint? It doesn't no. look like you, okay, you need one, no. So. I don't need any of the rest of that. Looks good. That's kind of contact details so that if someone finds it. So now it's actually creating a partition. See how F suddenly popped up there? Right. Format complete. Okay. And now try to bring up that F drive. Down in here? Well, hit a OK to finish okay. the process. There we go. Now, oh, there it goes. It's oh. already opened it up. So now Kingston has this F drive. Okay. Okay. So right-click on, oh, well, you know what I'm going to do? If I may, let's just grab, I've got a folder here that's our Nikon firmware for the cameras here at the studio. I'm just going to throw those on to there. See, it is pretty zippy. It's not yeah. bad. And let's uh, let's unmount that. So eject, and then eject the. Oh, it already got rid of it. There we go. So Sasha, I guess now, mm -hmm. um, if you were to close uh, to unplug. Oh, what does this say? End user agreement. Drive security check. Oh well, we'll definitely. Please read this carefully before using the protocol. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Some my firstborn child. Easy to, this is the uh, yeah. This is the antivirus app. Okay. So we're gonna accept that it's throwing some stuff onto your computer. Okay. So as soon as that's done, Sasha, we're gonna because yes. uh, this is the first time again we've plugged it in. So it's got to kind of go through the motions of setting up the partition, setting up the antivirus, and all that. Then we're gonna disconnect it completely and plug it back in and see what happens. Okay. So while this is happening, should we zip on over to the news? I agree, Jeff Weston. Yes, sir. Over in the newsroom. And we'll come back to, we're looking at the, uh, the Data Traveler Vault Privacy 3.0 from Kingston and ESET. It has antivirus for Microsoft Windows and data encryption and decryption for Windows, Linux, and Mac systems. You want to check this thing out? We're going to come back to it in just a couple moments' time. Over to the newsroom, Jeff. All right. It's Tuesday, April 12, 2016. And here are the stories we're covering this week. Samsung has been granted a patent for smart contact lenses which contain a built-in camera. And a gamer with cerebral palsy contacted Sony to report trouble that he was having with the new PS4 controllers. And one of their team custom-built a revised one and sent it to him. And another major Microsoft product has reached the end of its life. One million, the one millionth Lexus hybrid was sold this morning in Italy 
And Google will now warn users when websites host deceptive social engineering ads. And an out-of-date WordPress plugin is thought to be the cause of the Panama Papers breach. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Robbie Ferguson, and I love being a Vimeo Pro member. As a web broadcaster, I need an affordable video hosting platform that's as flexible as me. A pro membership lets you upload up to 20 gigabytes of HD video each and every week with no additional bandwidth restrictions. That means if you produce a show that uses even up to 20 gigabytes of storage, your limit resets itself the following week, so you can do another 20 gigabytes. And keep doing that week after week. Now, Category 5, with all of our shows, use roughly 10 gigabytes per week. From there, Vimeo automatically generates all the files that you need to provision your RSS feeds, Roku channel, website media player, or even video downloads in multiple bit rates, with no limits on your bandwidth usage or how many people can access your files. What's best? The price is astonishingly affordable. And for a limited time, friends of the Category5.tv network will receive a whopping 25% off the annual price. All you have to do is go through our link, cat5.tv slash Vimeo, and sign up today for your 25% discount. To top it off, you get 30 days to try it risk-free. If you're not happy with Vimeo Pro, you pay nothing. The deal is only for a very limited time. Go to cat5.tv slash Vimeo. I'm Jeff Weston, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. In the future, we could all be wearing smart contact lenses like the ones secret agents use in movies. Samsung has been granted a patent in South Korea for contact lenses with a display that projects images directly into wearers' eyes. A built-in camera and sensors are controlled by blinking. Embedded antennas then beam content to an external smartphone-like device for processing. According to the report, which comes from Samsung-focused blog Sam Mobile, Samsung started developing smart contact lenses as a means to create a better augmented reality experience than the ones that exist through Google Glass-like wearables. Smart contact lenses would allow AR to be projected right into the person's eyes and be more invisible at the same time. The blinking input isn't entirely out of the realm of possibility. There was a feature in Google Glass that lets users take pictures with a wink. Although a more sensible and less awkward-looking feature might be to use a smartphone as a touchpad to move around the interface. By contrast, Google owns two patents for smart contact lenses with flexible electronics and sensors that read the chemicals in the tear fluid of the wearer's eyes to determine if blood sugar levels have fallen to fatal levels. Interestingly, though, Samsung applied for this smart contact patent in 2014, the same year Google received patents in the U.S. for its smart contacts. They're laughing at me. I, I, I <laughs> no, swear not you. On. <laughs> <laughs> you. We need a digital contact lens to tell Wait. us if we're dead. Okay, I thought <laughs> the same thing, but I'm trying to <laughs> maintain composure. Yeah. And you two are laughing over here, fatal, right? Fatal levels. Your eyeballs will tell you when you are dead. <laughs> Fantastic. I spent $200,000 on these smart contact lenses so I can know when I'm dead. My blood sugar tells me when I get a little bit hangry, but these guys will tell me when I'm right at the end. <laughs> Muscle through it, Sasha. Fantastic. I do like Samsung's idea, though, where it projects a screen in augmented reality. That makes more sense to me. It's true. And it's funny. As I'm reading the story, I'm thinking of that Star Trek episode where everybody had those glasses 
the game took over the crew where the like game. the tubes popped up. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, could you just, I mean, we're distracted enough by our phones. Could you imagine looking at somebody say on the subway or on the bus and they're like, Hey, how's it going? And they're like, wait, <laughs> what about people driving? This is a bad idea. All of a sudden, a horrible, horrible hey, idea. Hey, uh, it's it's no. a hands-free device. I need to I need to clarify here. Imagine augmented reality where it protects you from stuff. You can see things happening before it happens. There's a pedestrian about to walk across the street. You don't see them, but your augmented reality glasses do, and they highlight them and warn you that hey, this person's about to cross the street. So essentially, we're just and turning life into a game of doom. Not, no, you're <laughs> no, not supposed wait. to take them out. You're supposed it's supposed to save them. Okay. This Makes is sense, good. Right? Yes, no, this is perfect. Okay. I like it now. Wait a glass oh, okay. half full back. Did I change you that quickly? So the police could wear them and then they would be able to see if you were texting and driving? I think so. Like, yeah, 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 that's the game. Or if you were, of course, playing the game. Yes. Yeah. See there <laughs> I <laughs> I, there's those apps for like your iPhone or whatever where it's like, oh, aliens are attacking and it activates your camera, but you see the aliens flying in. Could you imagine those kind of things with the contacts and you got to blink to like shoot? But as you're driving, oh, yeah. suddenly an alien spaceship flies in. That'd be kind of trippy. But it could also be kind of, you know, you're, you're in a pub, you know, as a single person and, you know, you're looking at somebody what sparkly balls are saying. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a Twitch? No, I'm taking your picture. I'm downloading your Facebook profile. <laughs> I'm back to not liking this idea again. Sorry. It's all about full circle. So can you, wait, so can you get it? Wait, can you get them like to prescription or would I have to wear contacts and glasses? Listen, we don't want to deal with your prescription issues. This is all about invasion of privacy and taking pictures <laughs> of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's about recording every moment of everything. It's like the Truman Show. I feel bad for the person who's a chronic blinker with like dry eyes. Their hard drive space is just going to be full. Jeff, if they have dry eyes, there is a contact lens for that that will tell them when they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We're never going to get through the news. (laughs) Story number one. Story one is down. All right, moving along. (laughs) On to story number two. (laughs) All right, a 22-year-old gamer with cerebral palsy has received a PlayStation controller especially adapted for him by a Sony employee. This is cool. Yeah, it's a very neat story. Peter Byron, Byron, I don't know. I'm going to go with Byron. Sure, Byron. He contacted uh, the firm as tremors caused by his condition meant he kept hitting the, uh, the standard controller's touchpad um, causing the games to pause. Now, Alex Nawabi from Sony's marketing team said that he would investigate this. He then modified a DualShock 4 controller himself and sent it to Mr. Byron as a surprise. On the bespoke version, a, the touchpad has been disabled and its button rerouted to the back of the device. Now, in a letter to Mr. Byron, who lives in New Jersey in the U.S., uh, Mr. Nawabi uh, said it took him around 10 hours and three attempts to create this solution. He said he'd undertaken the work on his own initiative and told Mr. Byron it would not be covered by warranty. <laughs> Go figure. You need that legal clause. He wrote, I'm not 100% sure how long it will last as it's the first time I've ever done anything like this. He went on to say, I have plans to build you one more controller in case this one breaks, but I'd like feedback on this one first. Mr. Nawabi added that Mr. Byron's email had struck a chord with him. 
It killed me, he said, how something you used to enjoy thoroughly was being ruined because our new controller design. Mr. Bryan said he was delighted with his new controller, and he told the BBC, honestly, I expected them just to, t- to make a note of my issue and say, we'll address this in the future. It looks very good so far. I've had no problems, and gameplay has been fine. I love stories like this. I love this. And you know what? Just in time, because Dark Souls 3 was released today for PlayStation 4. There you go. I couldn't go a day without saying that. Um, (laughs) She was waiting for an opportunity. Yes. So. Sorry. No. Oh. Jeff. Awkward. What what did I do? What did I do? (laughs) I I was going to say, what I love about these kind of stories and what's happened here, uh, first of all, this guy needs a raise. Because uh, I am a firm believer in being that kind of person that would say, you know what, I'm going to spend 10 hours to figure this out for this guy because I care. Because I genuinely want to make it so that, hey, my product, this product for the company that I work for is awesome for this guy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If only we could all, like, there, there's a lack of this, I think, in society where, you know, people have a job and the job is paying the bills, but the job is just the job. And I really want to be the guy that I want to do the best that I can for the company that I work for and right. be that, you know, like, let's do the best that we possibly can for the, the customer. I feel like that's what this show is. I think you sure are that guy. I sh- sure try. Yeah. I love this story, too. I do. Thanks See, for doing the show, Rob. And, hey. And <laughs> maybe it's just... The, it's all about PS4. I guess it's just the pessimist <laughs> in me, but I'm sitting there going, okay, this guy's from marketing, so he's looking at this going, hey, this is a great opportunity yeah. to market how amazing we are Oh, sure. to cater to people. Right. Okay. It also is a great opportunity. Marketing right? genius, but, for one, but... By helping someone. Well, exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, so if we can, if we can, let's let's make marketing all about helping someone. Sure. Perfect. Exactly. The whole world is just solved, right? In that right. statement. Maybe they could just put contact lenses in his eyes, and he can blink the game through. You you, have you seen how many buttons are on a PS4 controller? There There's are no twenty. We actually counted, Jeff. You right. and I oh, ca- yeah, we that's counted. true. That was a, I well, that was that a PS3 controller. That was a PS3. more. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of PS4. Fantastic. But it's really cool. It I have a certainly. PS4. You know, at this rate, oh, news yeah. is going to take up the rest of the show. All right. <laughs> 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 Debbie's going to be, what? You told me 1.4 gigs. You used 5 gigs. All right. For the sake of Debbie, let's move on. Microsoft has brought another popular product to close. Today sees the end of life for Microsoft SQL Server 2005, which, although dwindling in popularity, still holds significant market share. The official Microsoft statement reads, If you're still running SQL Server 2005 after the 12th of April 2016, Mm -hmm. you will no longer receive security updates. Now is the time to upgrade to SQL Server 2014 and Azure SQL database to achieve breakthrough performance, maintain security and compliance, and optimize your data platform infrastructure. Despite this, many companies have opted not to bother with the upgrade, not least because it's often difficult for the tech department to explain the need for new software bundles to the financial department who doesn't necessarily understand what the product does. Now, many, many Microsoft customers have yet to upgrade from Microsoft Server 2003, which reached end of life in autumn last year. This leaves businesses open to attacks, which, interestingly enough, we'll talk to you about a little bit later. 
Earlier today, Toyota's luxury brand Lexus handed over the keys to a Lexus NX300 to a customer in Milan, Italy. The customer in question, Mr. Aldo Perinello, for a fact I said it slower, <laughs> becomes the one millionth person to choose a premium car powered by a combination of gas and electric motors since Lexus introduced its uh, range in April 2005. The president of Lexus International said, we've set ambitious environmental goals for 2050, not 1-5, but 5-0, that's 2050. The popularity of the hybrid technology worldwide, it is extremely important to us to achieve these goals. I'm extremely happy that over 1 million customers worldwide have put their faith in our Lexus hybrid lineup. Hybrid power is seen as a key short to medium term solution within the auto industry for cutting dependency on fossil fuels and for lowering um, uh, exhaust emissions while alternative powertrain technologies, including fuel electric and hydrogen fuel cells, come online. Hmm. Google yeah. has reposted Bef- Before we move oh, on, can oh. we say, uh, are you as excited about the one millionth Lexus hybrid having seen Tesla's new release look i'm number three i'm I'm just excited to have power windows on my car (laughs) let alone an electronic vehicle uh but i mean the whole tesla vehicle is pretty sweet and for what 35 grand that's incredible and totally electric totally electric and totally sweet now the one thing how long is the battery life on the tesla well, the the idea is is that they're also building. I I don't know the answer to that, but I okay. know that they're also building up the network of Tesla uh, charge stations. Right. Don't we so have the, some in Barrie? Just we to, do actually. Yeah. South End of Barrie actually has several. Um, I don't know what you call them, charging stations, where you just plug in your car as you do your shop uh, at Park Place. So can you also plug in your phone? You could through the lighter socket of I your Tesla while while it's charging, in. right? Just plug it all in. That sounds like the next avenue of broadcasting category five. We couldn't get the SIM card working today, but we're connected to the Tesla, which is connected to the car. Yes. <laughs> right. I like it. I just right. getting complicated. It. Okay, Google has reposted information about a new security feature it began implementing earlier this year. It's expanding its efforts at keeping web surfers better protected from deceptive content online through an update to its safe browsing initiative. The search giant will now flag and warn users when they encounter websites uh, with what Google calls social engineering advertisements. These ads that try to trick users into thinking they've received a message from a trusted entity, like a web browser notification, software update, PC error message, or the website itself, for example. Going forward, Google says that sites running these type of advertisements or hosting this content will now be flagged by Google and visitors will be warned not to proceed. I love this feature. See this stuff all the time. Drives me absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's a common thing that, that we talk about the crypto ransomware. This is the stuff that encrypts your files and makes it so that you have to pay in order to get your files back. And I see it. We had two come in today for service. One of them was on Facebook and clicked a link that somebody had posted, and that link led them to one of these websites. Oh, no. Well, because their browser is a little out of date or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it got into their system. So It worries me. It's very frightful. So you can install Linux or... Hey, you know, good for for Google for trying to put a little bit of a stop to it in the search results. Google's looking out for the little guy. I think so. Okay, <laughs> this really. is the big Not news really. story of the last of money two off weeks. The little guy. 
Mozak von Seska. I don't okay. know if I butchered that one or not. So moving forward, just call him MF. Let's do that. Please. Just... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call them the MF. <laughs> they made some big mistakes. We're going to call them the MF from now on. Oh, I just sense the chat room going nuts right I know. now. Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> MF, the Panamanian law firm at the center of the so-called Panama Papers breach, may have been breached via a vulnerable version of Revolution Slider. The data breach has so far brought down the Prime Minister of Iceland and surrounded Russian President Putin and British Prime Minister David Cameron with controversy among other famous public figures. If you read the news, it just goes on and on and on. It's the late, largest data breach in, to journalists in history, weighing in at 2.6 terabytes and 11.5 wow. million documents. Forbes has reported that MF was giving their customers access to data via a web portal running a vulnerable version of Drupal. Now, uh, we performed an analysis on the MF website and have noted the following. The MF website runs WordPress and is currently running a version of Revolution Slider that is vulnerable to attack and will grant a remote attacker a shell on the web server. Viewing this link on the current MF website to a Revolution Slider file, file reveals the version Rev Slider they are running is 2.1.7. Versions of Rev Slider all the way up to 3.0.95 are vulnerable to attack. It appears that MF have now put their site behind a firewall which would protect against this vulnerability being exploited. This is a recent change within the last month. I wonder why. A working exploit for this particular vulnerability was published in October 2014. To protect your WordPress installation, it is critically important that you update your plugins, themes, and core when an update becomes available. You should also monitor updates for security fixes that, have given the high, that are given the highest priority. We can find, uh, you can find out if a WordPress plugin includes a security update by viewing the changes in the change log. In this case, the site owners did not update from some, for some time, and it resulted in world leaders being toppled and the largest data breach to journalism in history. I don't even want to know who's working on IT for that MF website, oh my goodness. but they are... Probably not going to be employed. <laughs> You're fired. You know what it is? Is as so many companies think that they can just deploy a website and WordPress is the quick and dirty way to do it, and then mm-hmm. it doesn't get maintained. And that's why I promote maintained WordPress blogs. If you're going to have WordPress, I have a customer right now, not to name any names because it's completely you know to be anonymous, but a customer who got a new website built for them, they are never going to update it. It's just a static website, but yet they installed it on WordPress just so that it'd be quick and dirty. Right. But now we've got a problem where, okay, if that doesn't get maintained, you are going to get hacked. What about me? Period. What about mine? I maintain your website for you. I should probably do something I do that. Yeah, you should blog. So I have a blog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> SashaDermatis.com. It's out there in the It's interwebs. out there. It's there. It's a blog and it's on WordPress. So And it's WordPress, but we update it all the time and keep it up to date. If and you were not obviously my best friend of life, would I be infected? Yeah. Yeah. Affected too. Affected and yeah, infected. Absolutely. Okay. And Jeff, you said we discovered, I should just clarify, WordFence is a great tool that protects WordPress websites using security techniques, firewalls, and makes sure that, you know, it notifies you if things fall behind as far as updates and things go. 
and it's available free. It's also available as a commercial product if, if you're using it for commercial use. And it was them that we were quoting there. Um, they actually discovered this right. uh, this um, being the exploit that may quite potentially have been used in order to obtain these documents. Huge amount of data. Huge. You know, it's funny. When I think about it, though, I, I can't help but wonder... Did nobody in this massive law firm dealing with all these really big offshore companies go, hmm, do we need some sort of better protection? Did nobody think of this? You would, you would think when you're lawyers dealing with legal documents that you would want to protect yourself. Uh, I don't know. Just, oh, Jeff, I agree. Anyway, this is what we called first world problems. And this is why we bring up yet our second Yes. Star Trek meme of the night. The double face palm. I cannot tell you how many times I've used that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so classic. All right. Big thanks this week to Mark Monder, Roy W. Nash, and our community viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story that you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a very slight Linux bias, visit category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Jeff Weston. Thanks, Jeff. This is Category 5 Technology TV. <laughs> You're great. Uh, this is Category 5 Technology TV, and it's episode number 447. Welcome to the show. Sasha, before, uh, before Jeff took over with the news, we were looking at this Kingston Data Traveler Vault Privacy 3.0 with ESET antivirus. Could we? Now, we, you've got it okay. all kind of done. Yes. It's ready to go. Could you eject that? So it's already it's It's already, already ejected, si- like so I can just to, take it out. You can just unplug that. Okay. Yeah, you can just unplug that bad boy. Okay. And then so it's done. I'll cover it. Okay, this is something really important I have to tell you. Yeah. I now have this super cool thing. Super cool. Super cool and you could too. Could you plug it in? Could I plug it back in? Yeah, plug it back yeah. in. Let's see what happens. It got the DVD drive again. So do you remember how to get in? So bring up, because I don't, I don't, yeah, you could click on where it says DVD. I feel like. Yeah, click on it. There you go. And run DTP30 launcher. Let's see. And this time, because we've already done it, I assume it's going to just say, hey, what's your password? And let you in, right? Mm -hmm. Chat room. Hey, you want to say hi to the chat room? So now it's actually, this time it's asking you for your password. And it allows read-only mode. Fantastic. If you're plugging this into a, uh, say, a a library computer or something, you want to be able to open your files. Look at that. There's our Nikon D5100 firmware that I copied over there just before we disconnected it. So that's fully encrypted. Without that password, you can't open the vault. Wow, I feel like James Bond. Dun, 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 Just without dun, the guns. Without the guns. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Okay. You can get one of these from our website, cat5.tv slash vault. It's as simple as that, folks. Vault. V-A-U-L-T. There it is. All right, check it out, folks. Uh, okay, I know we're out of time in the chat room saying, oh, I don't want the show to be over, so we're not going to end it. We're just going to keep going until Debbie's internet runs out. Uh, we can't actually, but the fact is I wanted to mention about Ubuntu Mate 16.04. We've got Popey in the chat room who is diehard involved in this project. Say hi to Popey in the chat room. Give him a congratulatory high five in the chat room. How's that? 
I don't know, like, like a, a slash and a, an O. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that, yeah. Like the, that's like a hand wave, but it, it works. It works. And the distro is available for you. You can get it. Um, do I have the link here? I don't think I have it on my sheet. If you, you, could you bring up Google and, and do a search for Ubuntu oh. Mate? I'm saying Mate. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this. It's, it's basically Mate is a fork of GNOME 2. Okay, so back in the day, 2004, when Ubuntu first came out, this is right. Linux, uh, Ubuntu's uh, Linux. And it was GNOME 2, which mm-hmm. was a very popular desktop environment at the time. But then GNOME 3 was going to come out in 2011, and it was a real transition, a shift in the way the desktop paradigm worked. And so Ubuntu Canonical said, okay, we're going to do our thing. We're going to create this Unity interface. Okay. And somebody somewhere, and I don't know names, but I love you and I thank you, said, I ain't going out like that. Mm-hmm. I like that GNOME 2. I'm going to create a fork of GNOME 2, and it's called Mate. Or, or Matey. Or, 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 or Matt. Or Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! I will okay. name it a name that you will not be able to pronounce. Potato, potato. <laughs> so Ubuntu is this Ubuntu-Mate.org? Is that that looks like the one? That's good. Okay. Uh, and if you go to download, what do you see? Do we see Down the sixteen point oh four? Is the new release of? Do you see it there? No, it's still oh, fifteen point no, ten on the website. 10. So 16.04 is now in its beta 2, and it, oh, may okay. be, it may be stable by the time you actually uh, get this episode, like. but let's do a quick search for Ubuntu Mate 16.04. Let's force it. And ah, there it is. It's slash Xenial. And then you're going to get the, the version that we're looking at. Uh, Ubuntu Mate 16.04 is currently in beta 2 and uh, it can be downloaded at that URL ubuntu-mate.org slash zenial so awesome oh and I'm sorry I have the wrong screen up uh, let's, it gets confusing when I've got multiple <laughs> we don't usually have multiple computers there it is okay and that is the 16.04 release in its beta format and so what that is is basically the old desktop paradigm which we're going to show you next week uh with the what you see on my screen so people say mm-hmm. to me hey what what distro do you run mm-hmm. well i'm running uh, point linux but it, it has that retro feel because this is mate mm-hmm. and now hold on i'm going to interrupt you for the yeah. record we've been corrected by sound pro 69 it's pronounced mate According to, Mate, uh, like and to that, on, on Ubuntu-Mate.org, uh, front slash blog, front slash how hyphen to how pronounce hyphen Mate, it tells you how to pronounce. And mate. that's why we say mate, because we are Canadian sound pro 69. <laughs> and so in a state of rebellion, we in fact say mate or matey or Matt, but we refuse to say Mate <laughs> because there is a missing Accent aigu mm-hmm. on the E. Is it not accent grave? Can I call it Gav? Oh, okay. Matty? I'm going to call it ma- Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matty. So it is a state of rebellion, my friend, <laughs> that we refuse to say Matte. Because <sighs> like, we are Canadian. 
Yeah. And so it doesn't, sp- it doesn't look like it, it should be right. mate at all. Sorry. It's mate. Because it rhymes with A, mate, A. I think it's mate because it's kind of a melding of the two versions. They have mated. That's right. It's mate. Gnome 2 has mated or with they, the future. they mate it. <laughs> yeah. They, they What's mate that it. Lion King song about I, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Sing it. Sing yeah. it no, I, I'm not no, singing it have. We do not have the royalty uh, budget for that. That's right true. Now. We don't. So, okay, so do check it out, ubuntu-mate.org. I'm not sure what state it's going to be in next week when we look at it. Sasha's going to be here. We are going to take an in-depth look. We're going to download it. We're going to install it, and we are going to try it. And the exciting thing about the current version is that it is long-term support. That means if you install it now, it is going to be supported for a very long time. So, check it out. Do it. That's all the time that we have tonight, folks. Jeff, so great to see you. Nice looking newsroom over there. Thank you. I built it it myself. Yeah. (laughs) I miss the newsroom. And the newsroom misses you, but we will have you right back here next week. Jeff, you are going on a trip, but you are going to be broadcasting uh, the news for us. Is that right? So next week, uh, you're getting the news from Ontario, but the week after, you're getting Caribbean news. Oh, where in the Caribbean are you going to be? Uh, someplace that is hot. Uh, no, we're um, taking my family on a cruise. And so we're going to be hitting uh, Cayman Islands and Mexico. Fantastic. Nice. So we're going to have the news from the Cayman Islands. We Two weeks have for that. had the news from, from Jamaica before. Awesome. What? We did. Well, it was a green screen. A little different. This is legit. This is the <laughs> real <laughs> ginger sunburn and all. Yeah. Oh, that'll Cover be Cover yourself in pace, man. That'll be fun. All right, folks, have a fantastic week, and thank you for being here. Thank you again to Debbie for making the internet go. This is, we're broadcasting live from this. From a BlackBerry, Canadian company. We won't even touch that. <laughs> Let's just say we found the one thing it's good for. The one thing. Thank you, Debbie and BlackBerry and everyone else. Thank you at home for watching, and thanks for supporting us and watching the show. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Good night. Beautiful.